Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Thanks, Onesie. Is it coming, men? Oh, I think you coming, men, enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 78 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, August, uh, what is it today? August 12th? That's a, that's a, uh, August 12th, that's the anniversary of the Blues winning the Cup, I believe. Every, uh, the 12th every month, right guys? Gotta celebrate that. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> this is the 14th celebration. <laughs> Uh, this is franchise episode number 264 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff's is at Ponder 94 You can follow us on Instagram, like us on the Facebook, and uh, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel where this show is broadcast live each and every week during the season. Uh, it's also broadcast live live on facebook now as well so for those of you watching live the on the show on youtube or facebook right now feel free to comment in the live chat and we'll address what we can uh the website is letsgoblues.com where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show browse the fan discussion forum as well as get some cool st louis blues themed t-shirts and stickers that helps support the show uh did you guys get your uh nhl bracket playoff uh playoff brackets filled out yeah i did you know what i do with yeah, I do with mine. I, I, I do this every year. I fill it out as like just a bunch of placeholders. Okay, that's what I think. That's what I think. Just do it real quick. And I go back and analyze it more and then tweak it and change it and, and, and whatnot. Forgot to do that. I, uh, the other morning I was uh, I was <laughs> upstairs in the kitchen. Oh, oh, hockey started. <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess we'll go with what I picked. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I always just go by gut 100%. So you're doing exactly what I did. Yeah, I usually I put a little more thought into it. Just kind of I fill it out just in case I forget. And this, that's what happened this year. So, yeah, no, that's uh, we all had the the same approach. <laughs> Although I had no intention of going back and tweaking mine whatsoever. <laughs> I hate predictions. I really do. I hate I hate doing that. I hate you too. I mean, even though even though we always do it, it's just like I feel stupid. I'm like because you, know, you know picking the 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 winner in a series is one thing, but the amount of games, how many goals are scored, so arbitrary. You know, it's like come on. Um, podcast media any new media you just it's kind of something you just have to do you have to. and it's just not anything i enjoy either it's it's i mean yeah because you, you i mean you look like a genius when you get it right hey they're one in five i got it right um and then uh whatever if you get it wrong it's like i you know it's sports um, yeah, I mean, I, I was so right with my first round predictions. I picked Nashville. I picked the New York Rangers. Uh, I mean, I did everything right. I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. And I'll probably say it every show. I did pick Chicago. TB Edmonton. So that's, I, that's, you know that's what? Not... I wanted to pick Chicago, but I was like, eh, nah, probably not going to happen. Connor McDavid's going to go off. You know, Edmonton's got to show. Wrong. Edmonton's got to show me something before I pick them in a series. They kind of they kind of yeah, disappoint year in and year out. So. It's like yeah. picking the blues, like you know, I, in years past. Yeah. yeah, you knew what you were going to get. You know, but, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll stand by my analysis of the Oilers until they actually do something to address their defense and goaltending. But uh, Mike Smith wasn't going to be the answer and didn't see a minute after the first period of the, you know, the game one and yeah. didn't deserve to. I think Jake. I want to know where Andy Moog's at. <laughs> you need Andy Moog, Edmonton. Come on. Or Jake Allen. Uh, 
So uh, our uh, official beer is episode two seventy eight. Uh, Jeff's I know Jeff's got a themed one today. You want to start off with yours, Jeff, this week? Uh, I mean, not really. Uh, I'm kind of going with another Center Ice favorite here in St. Louis. Uh, the Center Ice Brewery Revolving Pale Ale Series 004. Kurt, this is not an IPA. This is a pale ale. And uh, it is, it, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, it is uh, it is very good. It's very smooth. And really all the pale ales or all the ales from Center Ice Brewery are some of my favorite ales. So, uh, But I also wanted to point out for our friend joining us from Vancouver right now, which we'll get to uh, Chris in a minute. I am drinking out of a Labatt Blue glass to show I have some Canada love. See, I, I th- just I not th- for the city of Vancouver for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> when you when you held that up <laughs> earlier, I thought you were, uh, I, th- I thought you were uh, uh, drinking Labatt Blue. No, I I I was not. I'm I'm cheating. I'm drinking a St. Louis beer out of a Canadian glass. Bill, what you got? Well, I wish I would have known we were doing that because I've got some uh, Molson Canadian uh, Pioneers downstairs that I could have poured mine into. Although I don't have, uh, I don't think I have any Canadian beer in the house right now. Uh, but tonight I'm going with New Belgium uh, Voodoo Ranger 1985 Mango IPA. So I picked up the IPA uh, slack for Jeff. Um, it's <laughs> it's totally rad. Totally rad. Totally red. He's got uh, a Cobra Kai looking jacket on. It's pretty sweet. Um, but no, it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I just got done with a week off of work and realized I didn't restock the fridge. So this uh, was uh, the leftover. So that's what I'm going with. Well, uh, I uh, I went to Jeff's route and I did the uh, uh, Center Ice Brewery beer tonight, the the old Arena Lager. That's that's one of the best. The old uh, tribute yep. to the uh, old arena the in St. Louis, barn. a favorite barn of mine. My God, that was so much fun to watch a game there. Yep. So, by the way, I'll, I'll point out. I know we're going to get to him in a minute, but um, our guest uh, just messaged me and said he also has a beer of the episode. Yes. So, so can why don't we go? Yeah, we, yeah can. we can. Uh, we'll go ahead and introduce Absolutely. you, Chris. Chris uh, oh, Faber with. Uh, yeah, so he's our our guest from uh, Vancouver. <laughs> are you from Vancouver? Are you from Vancouver? Are you from Vancouver? Are you where you were located? Uh, yeah, I'm from Vancouver Island originally. Moved to Vancouver for school and pursuing this media career about six months ago. So it's been an awesome six months so far. And uh, yeah, we got some good beers over here. So can I jump right in with mine? I, I want to keep this flowing here with the beers, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go right ahead. Okay, so check that can art on that one. The Ooh. apricot This is an apricot sour. Absolutely delicious one. An apricot sour beer. So I'm going to mix it up. Go real craft on you guys. This is a very Vancouver okay. beer out there. Uh, St. Louis is uh, quite big into the craft beer scene, too. So we've got a number of uh, yes, breweries in St. Louis. Quite fantastic uh, selection here, too. So uh, uh, we're all about the uh, the craft beer in St. Louis. So uh, we know how it is. <laughs> um, so we have Chris. So I say we roll through it, but before I want. I, I want to get to where I was before, Chris Faber, uh, from the Canucks Conversation podcast. Uh, Chris, before we get into having you break down the series, uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast, what people could find uh, if uh, they're Blues fans wanting to hear some Canucks coverage. Yeah, uh, I think last time I, you had me on, you were calling them the Canucks. So uh, you've improved since then, Jeff. I appreciate that. It's called the Canucks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Canucks Conversation uh, <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's uh, we started that show up. I guess it's been going for almost two years now. I recently added a co-host in David Quadrelli. We're both in the radio and arts program at the British Columbia Institute of Technology. Uh, post episodes every Saturday, every Wednesday, and uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Canucks Convo. So thanks for having me on, guys. I'm always happy to chat Canucks with anybody. So okay, so the uh, round one versus Vancouver. This is the uh, fourth playoff meeting between the Blues and the Canucks. The Blues have never beaten the Canucks. Um, they, in 1995, uh, lost a best of seven uh, to the Canucks, four to three. Uh, 2003, same, lost in seven. Uh, and 2009, uh, they were swept by the uh, Canucks. So, uh, which in, in 09, that wasn't a, a good Blues team. Uh, uh, they won that. That was the year that the Blues won that tear to make the playoffs. Um, unbelievable tear. And then uh, I had a conversation with Chris Kerber, uh, the Blues radio uh, play-by-play guy, after the series, and he said that uh, the Blues just won too many games. 
I think he wanted the uh, the Blues to play San Jose that season, uh, who was actually the first seed. And uh, the Ducks ended up upsetting this, uh, the Sharks that year in the playoffs. So uh, Curbs might know what he's talking about. Um, so, uh, Chris, uh, how do you how do you see this series um, on on paper as far as um, uh, the Canucks and the Blues? Obviously, the Blues are favorites in this series. Um, uh, but the Canucks are coming off that series win against Minnesota uh, to get to the round of 16. Uh, the Blues have not p- played particularly well at all uh, in the round robin uh, in games that some people are calling meaningless. But uh, how, how are you seeing the series right now from the from a Canucks standpoint? Yeah, I think going into game one, obviously you just mentioned it, the Canucks are coming off a pretty emotional high after that big overtime win. It only took 11 seconds uh, for our sniper Chris Tanev, of all people, to put it past the goaltender for the Minnesota Wild. And, and the Blues, like you mentioned, they're coming off of a pretty rough little play-in series there, or sorry, round-robin game. And I just think that uh, game one's going to be an interesting one. I think that if the Canucks are going to have an advantage in, in any of these games by a severe amount, I think it's this one. Uh, but I think it's similar to what happened to the Vancouver Canucks in game one is, you know, maybe the Blues take a punch in the mouth and then come back with their best game in game two. But I think just looking at the emotional difference right now between these two teams, I think uh, game one, uh, I do like Vancouver in game one, just from, from what they just came from, what the Blues came from and being in the same bubble here. Uh, it'll be an interesting first game for sure, but I think uh, it goes very, it's going to go down a couple of very different paths depending on how this first game goes here. Uh, the Blues finished the regular season as the top seed in the West and uh, second overall in the NHL with 94 points after 71 games. Uh, Canucks were the uh, seventh seed uh, uh, the regular season. Uh, and the 17th overall in the NHL was 78 points after uh, they had played 69 games. Uh, the matchups this season for the Blues and the Canucks, uh, the, the, the Canucks played very well against the Blues this year. Uh, the Blues lost in a, a shootout on October 17th. That was with Tarasenko in the lineup. Uh, and after the final two games, the Blues were without Tarasenko due to injury. So on November 5th, uh, the Blues did beat the Canucks uh, in overtime 2-1. to one, And then on the, uh, January 27th, the Canucks beat the Blues 3-1. to one. So, uh, uh, I've heard. Can we real quick? Can we talk about? Can we talk about the game? The Blues beat the Canucks in overtime. How did they win that game? Yes, me. Three on (laughs) zero. The three, the three, yeah, Yeah, the three on zero. Three on zero was it not? (laughs) How does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Myers took out his own player. No, a tough one there. That's one of my favorite gifts is watching Jacob Markstrom smash his stick after that. Because, like, what else is a goalie supposed to do in that situation? That was horrible. That's That might be the lowest point of the Canucks season. And they actually started playing pretty well after that, too. Uh, I've heard some Canucks fans say that if they do win this series, it could be the biggest upset in Canucks history. And that's not a knock on the current Canucks team. It's I think it says more. Uh, it says a lot more about how, what kind of team the Blues are, you know, being finishing first in the West uh, and uh, being the Cup champs and all. Would you share that assessment that it would be the Canucks' biggest upset ever, or, or do you have something else in mind that would be the case for? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call it that. I think that um, obviously coming into this, the Blues are an excellent team, like you mentioned, best team in the West. Um, I do like the way the Canucks match up somehow in this in this uh, series, kind of. I mean, the goaltending is going to be something that is going to be relied upon from either team. I mean, Jordan Bennington, obviously, you can't knock what he did this year. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, some of the best stats as a goaltender as well. Uh, the the amount of tough, high-danger shots that he's facing on this Vancouver Canucks defense in front of him, I mean, he's going to have to stand on his head. I've been saying it through for months now. I think for, for the Canucks to go on a run, they're going to need Jacob Markstrom to have a 9-20, 9-25 save percentage going into this series. I think that's going to be what it's going to be, depending on the Canucks going off, having a good series here because the Blues are just too deep. Uh, you know, they, they have a top nine that's – that's very, very well-rounded. Their power play, they're excellent. Uh, their defense core is better than the Vancouver Canucks by quite a bit. So the Canucks are going to have to rely on their young players and Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser. Those guys really need to step up. And we've seen a lot of young players have good playoffs so far. So I'm banking on that as a Canucks fan. So uh, you mentioned... Um, I wanted to ask... Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I was just going to ask real quick. Uh, I always am interested in getting the perspective from the other team on our team. So you mentioned the uh, having a, the blues having a, a a very good top nine Bennington the defense is in terms of the facing the blues in a seven game series as a fan or as a reporter of the Canucks um what scares you the most about the blues well I uh I know that they're a strong forward checking team I think that the way the Canucks looked great is when Quinn Hughes was on the ice I mean he was excellent for the Vancouver Canucks in that game four when they Minnesota Wild and 
we all saw what the St. Louis Blues did to every team pretty much that they ran into in the playoffs last year. They just wear down defensemen. Uh, Quinn Hughes also had some of his worst games uh, for possession stats against the St. Louis Blues this season. It was early on when they had a couple of the games, but I think he's learned quite a bit there. But it still scares me. I think the forecheck and just kind of the way that this team plays so strong from top to bottom, that's the scariest thing about the St. Louis Blues team because the Canucks do have some bigger bodies in their bottom six, but it's you know it's not really anything close that matches up to the, the big physicality that the St. Louis Blues be able to bring well if you were on the uh blues coaching staff chris uh what would you tell them to look out for in this series so who on vancouver is going to beat the blues if the blues aren't uh, on their game in this series well uh, up here in vancouver we have our lottery it's called the 649 uh and that's going to be the line that you guys are going to have to watch out for it's called the lotto line up here in vancouver jt miller brock Bester, elias Patterson. Uh, that's going to be the line that's going to be the one you guys have to watch out for. They, the lotto line had really good numbers against the O'Reilly line when they played them throughout the season. Uh, against the Braden Shen line, not so much. So I'm really interested to see what the St. Louis Blues coaching staff decides to go with for a matchup against the lotto line. But th- that's the big three that, uh, that the St. Louis Blues are going to have to look out for. This team runs through Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes. They obviously get a lot of power play production from those guys. But at five on five, that's where the Canucks seem to dominate in is when that lot of lines on the ice, that's when they're scoring goals. And I mean, that's what the St. Louis blues are going to have to key on. It's just Brock Besser, Elias Pedersen and JT Miller. That's where a lot of the five on five goals are going to come from. You, you mentioned a, a five on five play, which is interesting. And that's going to be, it'd be a nice battle because uh, for the most part, five on five play is how the blues won the Stanley cup last year. They were tremendous five on five, especially against Boston. Um, so that'll be a, that'll be an interesting uh, dynamic to uh, a battle to see uh who has the better five-on-five play. So I think as far as um, five-on-five goes, uh, regular season uh, power play percentage uh, uh, for the Blues and Canucks, special teams and five-on-five comparison. So regular season power play percentage for the Blues and Canucks are essentially dead even, uh, 24.3, 24.2, same as the PK, 79.3 to 80.5. They're almost dead even in special teams. Uh, That evenness carries over to goals scored, for the season two. So the Blues had 223, Canucks had 224. Uh, the Blues have the edge in goals against, 190 to 214, uh, as the Blues were tied for fifth in goals against, and Vancouver was uh, 19th. So the Blues, however, have not scored a power play goal against Vancouver in the three games this season, uh, going over nine. That obviously has to change as far as the Blues are concerned. Um, and you figure it will, maybe, but uh, but without at least some power play goals, it's tough for any team to win a series. On the bright side, though, for the Blues, they only allowed one power play goal to Vancouver and 12 chances against in the regular season. So power plays were shut down for both teams, um, which kind of reflects back on the five-on-five conversation. So if the power plays are indeed shut down again during the series, uh, it could very well come down to five-on... Well, it, would come, it will come down to five-on-five play. Um, so... That'll be interesting because I, I know, like I said, that was the that was a, a key to the Blues' uh, cup run last year. And if they can rekindle that, um, I think that would bode well for St. Louis. So, um, I do want to tell our Facebook listeners that hopefully have found the show. Some of them have Jimmy Anderson, Austin Lynch, uh, Doug, formerly Zed, uh, has also joined us here. Uh, good listeners of the show. If you guys have any questions for Chris, he's about to drop off here in a couple minutes and um if you guys have any questions about the canucks or just the series in general you want to ask a vancouver guy uh get those in probably within the next two to three minutes uh barube on the uh, canucks uh i guess i could uh, uh ask chris if he uh, agrees with this sentiment uh he said uh, vancouver has a lot of young guys who are really good players um it's, it's very positive i'm sure you'll agree with it <laughs> uh, vancouver has a lot of young guys who are really good players <laughs> Uh, have a lot of speed. They're a dangerous team offensively. They really come at you with speed. Uh, so it's really hard on the speed angle here. So uh, we're going to have to do a good job of checking, uh, doing the right things, and they also have a good power play. Uh, we took too many penalties in the round robin, so it's important that we stay out of the penalty box. Um, so, I mean, uh, Vancouver's speed, I know the Blues, uh, uh, you know, they had a they handled a fast team uh, with Colorado uh, in the first game of the round robin. Uh, played well against Colorado, but uh, lost the last you know, 0.1 seconds to go. Um, so would you agree with that assessment that, uh, that Brube had of the Canucks where he's just, uh, I think he seems to be focusing on their speed being their key, their key, uh, pro. Yeah, I think so. And I think that the way that you're going to have to beat Jordan Bennington is, is something that's not going to come from the speed, right? I mean, you're going to have to get bodies in front of this guy to score on him. That's a scary thing for the Canucks is they want to generate a lot of their offense off the rush, you know, with Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, and these Tanner Pearson was excellent in the 
playing series. These are the kind of guys that score a lot off the rush. And you guys have seen Jordan Bennington all year. I mean, the guy, if he has a doesn't have a screen in front of him, he normally makes a save. So that's something that I'd be worried about a little bit for the Canucks. But I do think the speed is going to be something that could definitely help them. But, you know, it's it's crazy because the top six does have a lot of speed, but the bottom six for the Vancouver Canucks is not really out there to score goals. They're out there to not be scored on, which is something that's unfortunate for the Vancouver Canucks. Though Brandon Sutter had a really good playing series against the Minnesota Wild, they might have a little bit of a bounce back in the playoffs now that he's fully healthy. Um, you're going to need to see guys like Jake Rattan and fly down the wing. He's one of the fastest players on this Vancouver Canucks team. In the bottom six, you're going to have a couple guys that need to score goals at five on five for the Canucks to be in this series. And that's guys like Jake Rattan and Tyler Mott, potentially Zach McEwen. Some of these guys that you probably don't know too much about, like they're going to have to be able to use their speed and get some goals at five on five for the Canucks to be in this one, because they can't just fully rely on the lot of line scoring every goal at five on five for them. I'm just looking off the Facebook chat and I, I want to point out for those of you that may be tuning in now or hearing us in the podcast, Kurt and Bill and I are probably talking over ourselves a little more. Uh, the wonderful storms in the area have caused some delays. So uh do apologize for, for that. But, um, and also to Chris for, for hearing this because we're normally much better than this. I, I will say, uh, but uh uh, we had a blues question here from Tommy, which we'll get to after uh, Chris drops off. But uh, Chris, something we love about St. Louis sports fans is their ability to trash talk. Jimmy Anderson in our Facebook chat oh. asked, Chris, do all Canucks fans drink wine coolers? <laughs> I guess I can answer that. Is this a wine cooler? <laughs> it was a white cloud. <laughs> you know what? That's close enough. That's 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 today's wine cooler, actually. It really is. That's it is. Chris, kudos, kudos for that, buddy. That's awesome. <laughs> white claw is quite Craft prevalent. Crown you. Do you guys have royal down there? White what's that? Do you have crown royal down there? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Because that's a go-to up here for sure. That is uh, a lot of Canucks fans will be drinking their crown tonight. Okay. In sorrow? Is that after the... <laughs> well, a lot of Canucks fans might be drinking a lot of Crown Royal tonight. Though. We'll see what happens with game. Okay. Uh, do you... Uh, so give us... Uh, I, I said at the top of the show that I hate predictions, but uh, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, so what uh, What do you... Uh, what's your prediction for, uh, for this series? Um, right now, the way that I'm looking at it, uh, and I know you guys are going to hate this, but I do have the Canucks winning this in seven. Uh, I think that the Canucks have a good matchup with their top six against the top six that, you know, the St. Louis Blues have. I actually think that though you guys have some really good players in that top six, Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen, they're good players. The turn of Tarasenko is going to be the X factor for me. I think if he's able to have a really good series, he puts the Blues over the top of the Vancouver Canucks here. But I do like the matchup of what the lot of line is going to be going up against. I like Bo Horvat maybe stepping up to the next level here and, you know, maybe getting to a level of somewhere close to what Ryan O'Reilly did last year. I think this could be a nice coming out party for Bo Horvat, the recently named captain. I think he plays a similar game to O'Reilly, and I think that, you know, he probably learned a lot from just watching him play last year in the playoffs. So this is an emerging team for the Vancouver Canucks. You know, I'm not predicting them to go win the Stanley Cup. I think they're still a couple years away from that, but with the emotional high that they're on right now and their young players buzzing, it's, it's a crazy year with this COVID situation and bubble hockey. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Canucks in seven here. And that's not a, I mean, based on the way the blues are coming on the run, Robin, there's a lot of question marks here in St. Louis that people are, I mean, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it that people are freaking out, but there's cautious pessimism, I guess you would say about the way the team has played. Cause we haven't looked good really uh, out of the break, you know, we looked terrible against Chicago in that exhibition game. And then the, the, I mean, the first game against Colorado, I thought was our best game. Uh, and we lost that one. And then we just didn't, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't good hockey. It wasn't blues hockey. It wasn't championship hockey. They've been playing. So, uh, if they can't, uh, you know, rekindle what they had last season, um, I, that's not, I, that's, I can see that prediction coming true. Absolutely. So, um, I, I would like to see the Blues uh, <laughs> play better than they have uh, to make it a good series. So, uh, but we shall, we shall see. Um, I I think it's time we probably uh, let Chris go because yep. I know he's got some work to do with the game coming up. But uh, Chris, this is a uh, second time on the show. I think we can call you a friend of the show now, and um, definitely uh, want to have you back on if if you're interested and when we have better connection. 
to where this won't be true and uh, talk about the series, which I'm hoping goes seven games. I think that'd be a lot of fun to watch these two go uh, that long. Yeah, as a guy who writes about the sport and writes about the Vancouver Canucks, I'm hoping for seven as well. Uh, it's going to be a lot of articles coming out of that. So, yeah, best of luck to you. It's, uh, you know, it's going to be a good series, obviously. I love the way that this young core is going up against the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, I think it's a great proving for this Vancouver Canucks team and what this young core is about to do. You know, I'm just excited to see what Quinn Hughes can do against the St. Louis Blues. If the forecheck gets on too hard, uh, I'm worried about him a little bit. He, like I said, he didn't have some great games, but if he's able to shine and continue to build the momentum that he did throughout the first series against the Wild, I mean, he got so much better after game one, uh, after they got punched in the mouth, and he just... I think he played the last like 13 minutes in the third period against the Minnesota Wild to win that game for the Canucks. So uh, he's the X factor for me. I'm going to be able to love to watch this team. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I hope they're plays. Uh, Tyler Myers took nine penalties in his first 100 shifts uh, in the Minnesota Wild series. So I'm sure you guys will see him in the box quite a bit. But uh, I would love to see a little bit of power play action uh, between these two teams because I love watching both their power plays. They're both electric. I'm hoping for more Tyler Myers his own teammates uh, in this series. I guess we'll see if that happens. What do you think the odds are a three on O is going to happen in a series? Probably slim and none. <laughs> yeah, well, the Canucks isn't the best in the league, so I won't say sl- I won't say none. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, thank you uh, for All joining right, Chris, us again. Thank, yeah. thank you very much. And uh, let's, uh, let's hope for a good, well-fought, well yeah, good stuff, boys. And uh, yeah, we'll have a good series. We'll have with it. All right. See you later, fellas. Take care. You got it, man. Definitely. Thanks. And for folks wanting to follow Chris on uh, social media, uh, he's at Chris Faber uh, 39. That's F A B E R 39. And then uh, the show again for the podcast, Canucks Conversation, I believe, on Twitter. They are at Canucks Convo. Uh, so good stuff. Again, we've had him on the show before the show where we did the behind enemy lines with him. Very knowledgeable Canucks fan now knows about the past. Um, so again, I, I recommend his show. If you're looking for a Canucks show to listen to during the series, uh, going back to the 95 series against the Canucks, Canucks, they won the, uh, one, four to three. I was at game seven of that series. Um, I watched the blues whoop Vancouver eight to two. Uh, in game six uh, in Vancouver. And so expectations were high for game seven. And uh, I think that, I think it was a five to two loss or something like five, three loss, something like that. Um, and then uh, Joseph and Shanahan, that was their last game as a member of the St. Louis Blues. So it was keen to shut them out that off season. So uh, Joseph didn't have a particularly great series and uh, Shanahan was playing hurt. So uh, yeah, that, uh, that, so that was, that soured me. And then in 2003, uh, being up 3-1 to one in the series, we, which we discussed, allowing 13 goals in the final three games, that stung. Uh, the Chris Osgood series. That was, and that was a series where in game six, I've told the story before, where a friend of mine, uh, I was recording the game, and a friend of mine uh, knew the outcome of game six. And I said, don't tell me the score. And he goes, I'm not going to tell you the score, but game seven is going to be amazing. So I'm like, well, fuck. I knew the <laughs> I knew, yep. knew it was lost. And then 09 was that's just... The, that's the kind of... No. I was going to say, that's the kind of shit that my dad did to me all, all the time. I'd be <laughs> oh, working I... back when I worked retail. And I, I would come home, and I'd have the game recorded on on uh, DVR. And he'd say, you're going to watch the Blues game? And I'm like, yes, so don't say anything. And he'll go, he'll always go, no, don't worry, I won't. But uh, I'll tell you, that was a big 4-2 win. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. I, I always, my, my mom, my, I, I'd get back from working or whatever, and I'd come back, and this was, oh, this was VHS before DVRs. I'd have a game recorded, and I'd walk in and say, don't tell me the score. You know, it's like probably 11 o'clock at night. Don't tell me the score. And uh, mom goes, oh, I won't tell, I won't say anything, but it was a good game. <laughs> like, don't say anything. <laughs> don't say anything. I don't know if it's a good game. It means that means they won, or it's a, I don't know, it was, ah. Just I want to watch it like I'm well, watching it live. Yeah. We'll talk about that never, series in particular. I would never tell a price that. <laughs> I, I once saw I once saw Kurt's uncle Butch get in a fight uh, after one of our ball hockey games because somebody told him the score of the Cardinals game and he was recording it. So was that was that when he was on the floor with Green Sox? 
uh, fighting? Was that that yes. fight? That was over there. I didn't know what it was um, about. Well, no, no, that 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 was a different fight. That was <laughs> that the Green Sox was actually over. You know the fact that they were what like forty-three-year-old men trying to fight eighteen-year-old yeah. boys. Yeah, yeah, no, this was. I think I think it was uh, one of the drunks that routinely hung out to watch us play for whatever reason. Probably a perv, but. Um, yeah, holding the <laughs> score, and he kept telling him, "Don't tell me the score. Don't mm -hmm. tell me the score." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell someone the score who's recording the game. Don't even say if it's a good game. Don't say anything. Just I mean, I'm I'm highly weird about it, and a lot of people are. So just keep your mouth shut. Um, well, but anyway, real quick about the about three night, series, right? you do I, Bill? No, no, we don't. No, we don't have to worry about it. Bill's right. We don't, nobody True. has to worry about that. We're going to be watching live. But uh, in the 03 series, I just want to add, uh, that was the flu series. Uh, Mellonby brought the flu into the uh, Blues locker room. They were up 3-1. And uh, that was the year, and we talk about it a lot on this show, that the players all say that was the year they were going to win the Cup. Uh, they saw the path ahead. I think the Red Wings were knocked out, maybe even the Avalanche, right? I can't remember for sure. Mm -hmm. And they looked at the path and said, this yeah. is a year that we're going to win it. And it just didn't happen because of the flu. I, uh, I think I had, uh, I was at uh, uh, game five. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Cause it was, uh, we had the home, home ice advantage, right? This is, mm -hmm. And it was, I think it was yep. the first game. It was like, you know, we had the chance to knock them out and didn't. And there just, there was something off about the team. And then, you know, when the series is over, it comes out about Melanby's kids getting everybody the fucking flu. Uh, painful. Now it's COVID. That could that could do it to yeah. <laughs> No, kudos to the NHL for keeping keeping this clean. I mean, God, baseball has to cancel. Uh, oh my soon, god! Oh man, my god! The NHL Look, a great job. The Cardinals are an embarrassment. <laughs> it's just, it's awful. It's. I mean, they're can. I mean, they've they've played six games. Is that right? Five games. Five games. Five games. Yeah. They should have played yeah. thirteen, the fourteen. Now. Played. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, we digress. Right. And again, apologize to anybody who's watching if, if the feed is choppy or the audio is going in and out, or the video is freezing or whatever. It's just yeah. The the weather has wreaked havoc on everyone's internet connection. So it's. We're kind of at the mercy of of that. So we're still. What it were you saying? That we uh, apparently we've we've already uh, reached our, our rainfall from last year. Right now, Is that what you said? Uh, no, our average annual yeah average annual rainfall. We uh, we were going to eclipse it by the end of today, um, and we've got five months to go. So extraordinarily wet year. Okay, so yeah. this series. Sorry, yeah. Bill. I thought you were okay. So, so this series before we before we wrap it up in a little bit, um, the the keys to this series for for me and, and you guys may have similar or slightly different ones, um, but um, we touched on this with um, with Chris. The five on five play, I mean, is going to be it. I mean, I, I think I, the the, the this is this is what I mean. We we did this last season, the five on play five on five play won the cup for them. Um, and if you look at the five on five stats for the blues and the Canucks this season, now you can toss out regular season stats if you want, but this is what they are. This is all we have to go by. The blues were fifth in the NHL this year in goals against on in five on five situations. Pretty good. 120 goals against the Canucks finished 23rd at five on five in goals against 146. So the and that's the exact same number Chicago had in one fewer game played than Chicago. So we all know that Chicago shouldn't be in the playoffs. If the if the season were to have played out, there'd been no COVID. Chicago would be out. Um, they were actually pretty bad this year. So uh, five on five play doesn't seem to be a strength for the Canucks, and it it is a strength for the Blues, and that's was a huge factor in their Cup run last year. I think that's going. We'll see if that factors in this year if that factors in this year i think the Canucks are in trouble i think that, i think it's a five or six game series if that factors in like it might thoughts yeah no just based you know we'll talk about recency right the, the mm -hmm. blues went eight percent on the 
power play in the uh, four games uh, coming into this. Um, you know, I, I think that it's if the Blues are going to win, it's going to come down to five on five play. Um, my my ultimate prediction for the series, and you know, obviously, I'm agreeing with you here on that. That being a key, um, the my prediction is that you know the the Blues are going to have to wear down the Canucks over the long haul. It's they're going to lose games in this series um, if the if they can't contain the Canucks, if the Canucks find a way to use their speed to break the fourth check, um, the Canucks will win it. I, I think I've got the Canucks winning it in six um, for the blues to win it. I think it goes seven with the blues grinding them down either that or, you know, the, the unpredictable key injury uh, to either side that you know, <laughs> is likely to happen. The intangible, right? Yeah. I, I think, um, I think it's a matter of, like, you said, Bill, it's just a matter of the Blues playing their game and wearing them down. It would not surprise me one bit if Vancouver has a big game tonight and uh, it kind of makes the Blues look stupid. But again, over a seven-game series, uh, it is uh, the Blues, the way they play the game, if they get back to it, not like we saw on the round robin, um, if they can step up, play the solid defense, the grinding game up front, and uh, really put pressure on guy, young guys like Quinn Hughes on the back end. Um, I think they could easily take the series in five or six. It's just a matter of uh, of just being able to play their game and not fall into the problems they had. You guys, I mean, I, I know you guys realize this, but people listening, uh, the Blues had a lead. They took the lead in every single game in the round robin and lost every game. Uh, that can't happen. Yeah. If they can figure that out right. and get back to Blues hockey, I don't think that they'll have any issues and they'll be able to get past Vancouver. But if we keep seeing the same issues that were rising in those games and that were cutting into the Blues' lead, uh, then this is going to be a short series in favor of Vancouver. It's just a matter of what Blues team we see. And Bill and Bill right. said before the did... before the I say Bill said before the show that. Uh, uh, the Blues need to need to play like they give a damn, because they haven't shown that uh, really in the round robin in the exhibition in Chicago. So, uh, and, and I, I mean, yeah. based on the way Boston played today, you know, Boston played much better. Um, so I, that, that's it up. right. I mean, so I mean, my my expectations are that the Blues step it up because. It, there, there's something to be said for the veteran teams, the, the ones who have been there and been in the trenches and, and won cups and, and gone far in the playoffs uh, to step it up when it matters. So, and you could argue that round robin did matter, didn't matter, whatever. Um, these games for sure matter now. So, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm ex I expect them to up their play. And I think if they do, they'll win the series. If they don't, they won't. It's just that simple. Because they they were terrible. They were awful. Yeah. yeah. Awful. They, Hard they to watch. Were, um, regular season, they didn't give up. They didn't lose a game when going to the third period with the lead. And they did that three times. And ran in a around. row. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely not the, the play we're used to seeing. Um, and, you know, I think you, you – you mentioned, you know, does it matter? Does it not matter? You know, what the result of the round robin was? I think it does. Um, I actually, you know, I thought that the Blues uh, going up against Calgary, you know, Calgary's uh, a much more physical team. I think that would have woken the Blues up real quick. I think one, you know, going into that first game, Calgary was going to punch them in the mouth, and I think that would have woken the Blues up and uh, got them uh, to focus. Uh, I don't expect that from Vancouver. Um, you know, I, I expect Vancouver is going to be a, you know, a, a very dynamic, speedy offensive team. Um, you know, the uh, it kind of kind of sets up to me like the Penguins beating the Sharks in the Cup final, um, where the Sharks were built for you know for the grind them wear them down over the seven game series but the penguins you know with that you know i think it was gensel's first time up um they used their speed to, to beat the forecheck and and that was key if the canucks replicate that it, the blues don't don't have much of a chance in the series i don't think it'll be interesting because vancouver is i mean 
I don't mean it in a negative way of being a one line team, but their biggest threat is their, their top line. Right. We talked about this. Um, other than that, their forwards are, are, are the blues are much better top to bottom forwards. The blues bottom six, bottom nine are better than Vancouver's. Their top line is probably better than our top line. If you, you know, one for one, but, um, it, but the blues, you know, one of the blues, uh, one of the main reasons uh, along with the five on five play was shutting down the opponent's top line. You saw it in the final against Boston. Uh, they shut down the Boston's top line. So uh, big time. So, uh, the blues are capable of doing that. So if, and if they can, if they can keep their, the Van- Vancouver's top line in check, um, I don't see how Vancouver, uh, and that's a big, it's a big task. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, I mean, if, if Vancouver's top line is shut down, uh, unless they get guys playing over their head from any other lines, which well, everyone knows you got to have to want to go advance in the playoffs and, and go deep. You need guys playing over their heads at times. Uh, if they, they'd have to have their other nine guys stepping up and, and that's, that's asking a lot against the blues too. So anyway, Jeff, go ahead with the Facebook comments. Yeah. Well, first of all, just to add to your comment, you know, you mentioned the, the Canucks possibly having a better top line than the blues. And um, I look at the Canucks like a, like an avalanche, the fact that they are a very quick team. Uh, they move the puck quick. They have quick skaters, but again, that grinding style, of the blues play, if they can get to the top of their level, they're unbeatable. Um, Boston has a very quick team and the blues made them look silly five on five in the Stanley cup final last year. And if anything, they should have improved since last year. So, uh, but anyway, getting to, uh, and then I was also going to just say the, uh, the depth of this team is far greater than Vancouver, especially up front. Uh, well, shit defensively too, uh, just much better. Uh, you can make the case top to bottom, but, um, again, top to bottom, they are a much more developed, better team. Uh, you just have to hope that uh, again they can they can show that they can do that in a seven game series. Yeah, and Vancouver is top heavy uh, so with their forwards, the... and they're top heavy on on defense. So, and after that, it yep. falls off a little bit. So, yeah, I and mean, we're in agreement there. So, I'll end on Tommy's question. We'll get to that here in a second. But um, I see a couple of different comments here. Uh, Doug says, "Sorry, Kurt. Tonight's game was a good game. That was a joke to." what your mom used to say to you all the time. So pretty good. Good job. <laughs> okay. Good job gotcha, done. Gotcha. Uh, the uh, Adam gold friend of the show, uh, uh, winning unlimited is also what he's known by three most beautiful people in hockey right here. Talking about us. Thank you, sir. Hmm. Sorry. Sharpie King Henry has Ryan O'Reilly a uh, little confused by that, but that's all right. Uh, thank you. Winning <laughs> unlimited. Uh, Jimmy Anderson says, cheers fellas. And let's go blues. Uh, Adam Gold adds, I suspect Kurt will corrupt the integrity of his playoff beard. No shaving allowed, Mr. Price. Grow the scruff. I, I didn't grow I submit a I, comment anonymously. Oh, go ahead. I didn't grow one last year. That's true. So it That's worked. true. Uh, so and, this comes from and, sorry, sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. I, and I have to say that even the players who, who grow the beards and don't shave, you know, it doesn't work for every team except one. So, yep, that's true. Uh, so winning unlimited, I'm sorry, this is an anonymous comment. Uh, Bill Day has the best looking jersey, and you should all feel shameful. Uh, yes, Bill, why don't you stand up and show the show, everybody watching, uh, this beautiful jersey you're wearing. Nice. Look at that. That's beautiful. I almost it is a, for you podcasting. I almost did too, actually. For all you podcasting, uh, that is a Let's Go Blues Radio jersey, which, by the way, if anyone is interested in getting your own, which we've got a little bit of an order going here, and I'm thinking next order will make in, will be in September or October, email me at jponder94. I'm sorry, jponder94 at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, jerseys are 35 bucks. They're great material. As you can see, it is August and I'm sorry, Hill is wearing his, so obviously it's a very breathable fabric. Uh, but, yeah, just if you're interested, let me know, jponder94 at gmail.com. Uh, next up for the Blues, we got, uh, well, tonight's game at 930. Uh, so in about 15 minutes, cover starts. So what time is the, the puck drop? going to be about, probably about a half an hour or so, quarter till, something like that, 20 till? Uh, I'd say 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Friday after game two will be Friday, August fourteenth at five thirty on NBCSN, and the next two games is three and four Monday and a Monday back to back 
days. Puzzling as why they need to have back-to-back days. I'm not sure why that is, but at 9.30, NBCSN as well, and the rest is TBD. So Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, uh, the 19th, 21st, and 23rd of August. So hopefully it doesn't go Real that far. Quick, I got two more comments that I do want to get to. Uh, Austin Lynch asks if he has permission to play our podcast during his stream. Uh, not really sure what you mean by that, Austin, but yes, <laughs> that's fine. I have no problem with that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it's the question I've been kind of teasing here. Tommy asks us, Will Allen get a Monday's game in goal? What if the Blues are up three games to none? No. Uh, my answer is no. This is no. Bennington's net. We, we we had this discussion last year with some people on Twitter. Somebody was, Some people were wanting to get Benning, uh, Allen some work in the playoffs. I'm like, that's not how it works. I mean, if your number yeah. one's playing well yeah. uh, and isn't hurt, the backup doesn't see a minute of ice time. Absolutely. You do not fuck with a number one goalie's confidence in the play. Not at all. Allen got the appropriate amount of playing time last year. And, and uh, I get both games, Bennington got pulled uh, against uh, uh, <laughs> Winnipeg in the first round and blasted the, uh, uh, in game six. Uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, uh, that was that was all Jake yeah. needed to play, and that, th- it's not a knock on Jake. Jake Jake had Jake had a great game against Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, t- tough loss. Um, you know, it, it's it's nothing on him. You just don't fuck with the goalie's confidence in the playoffs. It it and it boggles my mind. I mean, why anybody would suggest you get the backup some work? We were up three games to one against Vancouver. Remember this in in uh, ninety? Vancouver, uh, yeah, Vancouver, which we have not mentioned, by the way. We haven't uh, done that enough. What the no, hell? We have not. Um, I didn't even ask Chris about that. If he, if he, I'm sure he's familiar with it. Um, I'm sure. But I mean, you've seen teams be out three games, one in a series, and they and they and they blow it. I mean, you don't go fucking around. You you end the series as soon as you can. Uh, and you, 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 you don't confidence, you play your best players in the playoffs. You don't get people work. Um, just I, cause I think, uh, the comment was, uh, oh, you, you need both goaltenders in the playoffs. So you got to play Allen a little bit. No, I mean, you need both goaltenders. You got to have one as a backup in case you need him, but you don't need him in a sense where he has to play. It's just not, that doesn't make any sense to me. And it's never been the case. People, that's, that's- a goal. I was gonna say that. That's <laughs> it's Letter Kenny. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Could you? Oh my oh, god. Great. That's. Uh, I was gonna say that's why you play them in the regular season because then you're getting them their playing time and you tell them, hey, you know, we're not going to play you in the playoffs unless we absolutely have to, and that's why we're giving you playing time in the regular season so you're ready. For that playing time in the in the uh, playoffs, right? You never ever worry about rust in the playoffs. Never. It's yep. you go with the goalie who, who's who's got you there. Um, and if for some reason the guy that got you there starts the playoffs injured, and the guy who's taken over for the short time is winning, you keep going with that guy. Just that's, that's people. People that people that suggest that that a backup play to get some work in the playoffs. Um, I'm not saying this is from the comment. This is the case with the comment we got in the chat because I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't think that's what they were asking. But I, I, uh, I they have to be like newer fans, right? I mean, they just don't understand how playoffs work with goaltending and, and who you play and whatnot. I mean, it's got to be a because. They're, they're probably thinking along the lines of during the regular season, oh, well, you know, during the regular season, so you want to get him some work in the playoffs too. But, yeah, that's not that's just not the case. You don't – it's like in baseball. You don't you don't pitch a five-man rotation in baseball. You, you, you pretty much stick to well, three, I, three to four tops. I wonder if that question is mostly arising because of the situation we're in. We've never had this weird situation where you're having playoffs – so far after the regular season. Um, again, though, I, I don't think that changes any of our minds. We all think you run with your goalie. I think Craig, uh, Coach Berube would agree, and most coaches in the NHL he, would agree with that. 
Um, he's and, he's, and, and all that too, the only rested. way that I've he's not the I only mean, way that I would tired. I I would even consider this is is a situation like the Penguins had a couple years ago with Mark Andre Fleury when he was just could not stop a beach ball. I mean, well, that's different. His head yeah. wasn't there. And they had to they had to figure something else out. They had to get another goalie in there. That's a completely different situation, though. If right. your goalie's playing well, you don't even consider taking him out of the net. In the playoffs, your goal, your start, your number one goalie has to be playing pretty bad to not get a start. You know, if it's a clear cut number one, number two situation, which is what we have, clear cut, no doubt, cut and dry, right? I mean, Allen. Now, if 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 if. Uh, Bennington gets lit up in a game, and they pull him, and Allen gets a start, uh, gets 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 to play. Um, the next game, they're going right back to Bennington. Uh, it's not a situation where oh, Allen might get the start. No, no, it's, they're going back to Bennington. That's just that's just the way it is. I mean, I don't. Uh, he'd have, Bennington would have to play poorly. I don't know, three games in a row, or or two games in a row at least, to to, to even have a conversation about starting Allen in a series. I just, I don't see it. Um, so again, uh, we probably want to start wrapping up here, but yep. uh, Austin Lynch just says, uh, some people won't let their, let them, let him play their music or podcast in his stream on Twitch. Um, which I guess, uh, for when he's playing games. Um, so that's why he asked, no problem, Austin. We don't oh. give a shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. we're not, you're not, not like stealing money from us. It's no big deal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just want to add, uh, again, we're going to be closing up here in a couple seconds. I, I just want to say, uh, everyone enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully we'll see a solid effort from both teams, but it'd be nice to see a St. Louis blues team. We saw playing there in the middle of March because, uh, that's the blues we know and love. That will wrap up episodes. Yeah. yeah. That'll wrap up episode 78 of season eight of the original St. Louis blues hockey podcast. Let's go blues radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. And thank you again to Chris Faber for joining us. He, uh, again, from the, uh, Canucks conversation podcast and, uh, Canucks army.com. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you for Jeff Ponder and Bill day. I'm Kurt price until next time, everyone. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues and Jesus rain. Stop. You're killing the show. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.